Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. So if you don't mind, can you please stand up just one more time? The Bible tells us in Luke 11 verse 23, Luke 11 verse 23, and I'm reading from the Good News Translation. I don't know if you have it, but I'm going to read it out and I'm going to lead you in some prayers. Anyone who is not for me is really against me. This is Jesus talking here. Anyone that is not for me is really against me. And anyone who does not help me to gather is really scattering. This is Jesus talking. And I think that is somebody's statement. Because if somebody is not helping you, what are they doing in your life? If somebody is not helping you to gather, what what are they doing? That means that they are scattering. So I'm going to lead you in some prayers. And I want you to pray with all your mind because I believe God for this meeting. I've been waiting and God told me a word that he wants to scatter things in this place today. I am not taking it for, I'm not taking this meeting for granted. I'm here because I'm here to meet my children. But I tell you, I'm here on assignment. So your first prayer you want to pray is that everything that is occupying your life, everything that is working against your progress, you want to pray that the Lord will remove it. Begin to pray and say, Lord, whatever is occupying my life, every negative thing that is taking ownership, whatever it is that is occupying space in your life, begin to ask that God will uproot it, will remove it completely in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything that is not allowing you to move forward, whatever is not allowing you to show progress, whatever is occupying space, I will not allow you to move. I ask that the Lord will uproot it today in the name of the Lord Jesus. You want to pray, whatever you love that is hurting you, whatever you possess that is hurting you, that will not allow you to move forward, that the Lord will approve today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. What is it that you love? What are the things that are, you, are, you are passionate about and you love it, but it is not the will of God for you? Begin to tell God, that, Lord, I disconnect myself from it. I cut off, I cut them out today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pray that every ungodly friend, every association that will not take me far, every, every relationship that will not take me further in life, everything that I put my hands in that will not take me further in life. Lord, today in the name of the Lord Jesus, Jesus. Let that be an asunder. Let that be a pathway. Let that be a division. Create the Lord. Create a pathway of division in the name of the Lord Jesus. You want to pray finally today and say, Lord, I don't know what habits, what lifestyle choices that you have. Because God is the one that knows the end from the beginning. You only see the beginning, but you really don't know how it's going to end. Maybe you're in a relationship and you don't even know how far it's going. But because God knows the end from the beginning, you want to tell God and say, Lord, I want you to create an asunder. You know what the meaning is? Asunder is a strong word. Asunder means that it's a division. It's a cutthroat. It's going to be a line of division that it becomes unmatched again. So you want to pray and say, Father, everything that is in my life, everything that I'm embracing, everything that I love, that is not going to take me far in life, Lord, create an asunder. Create an asunder in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Whatever is discounting your life, whatever will not allow you to have value, whatever is not decorating your beauty, whatever is not adding unto you, you have started from January. But you look it right now, you started in the positive, but you are in the negative. You want to tell God, Lord, tonight I cut it off. Lord, this afternoon I cut it off. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the freedom that you have given us in this place. We thank you for the grace, Lord, to take off everything that is not of you in our lives. And as we receive that grace, oh God, we walk in that freedom today in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. You may please have your seat. God bless you. God bless you. The time is not moving. It's still on 40. So do I have the luxury? Okay now. Thank you. Today I have um, awesome privilege. I was asking God, you know. Since I was told that I was coming here to come and minister, I was asking God, what do I need to talk about? But as you were having your deeper night here on Friday, we were almost having our own night of divine help. And in the midst of the fellowship and the worship that we were having, I was shocked what God began to do with me. It was like a water running down in my ears, and I began to get the message. I grabbed my iPad. It was like a download, and I began to type fast. And that's why I believe that this meeting today is nothing other than God has an agenda for someone. The title of my message today is, I am an exception. Tell yourself, I am an exception. I, am a, I, don't, I don't see some people saying it with conviction. I am an exception. I'm an exception. And today we want to look at a, uh, uh, I'm going to talk to you about some people, um, someone in the Bible, but my parent text is Judges chapter 13, and I'm reading from 1 to 3 to start off with. Judges 13, 1 to 3. And it says, um, I'm using the New King James Version. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. And there was a certain man from Zorah and the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. Verse 3, and the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children. But you shall conceive and bear a son. I decree over your life, whatever has caused you to be barren in any area of your life, there will be a divine visitation Amen. in this season. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Just let me just stop there for a minute. Manoah was the man that God decided to send an angel. You know, Manoah's family was the man that God decided to send an angel to. And the thing about Manoha is that he came from a tribe. Please, I want you to just listen and just tune your heart to God with this because you get the revelation. This is part of the revelation of I'm an exception. This man, Manoha, came from a tribe. There are 12 tribes in Israel. And all these tribes came from the children of Jacob. The seventh child is called Dan. And everybody that came from Dan are called Danites. Manoah happens to come from the tribe of Dan. And so, there are certain things that are, you know, peculiar with them. Number one, they are very strong. Number two, they are, they are people who are really very 
brave. In fact, when they, were, when they describe them, they can confront any situation because they are like lions. They, has, they, they, they can face any situation. They are like vipers. When they bite you, when they bite you, you can you have to fall, you have to come down. That means that when they confront you in battle, there's no way they have to win. But over time in their lives, they began to compromise. Their numbers begin to deplete. And over time, you realize that they became captives. The Amorites could come to them and corner them and they subdue them to the extent that even the Neighbors who are the Philistines are to capture them. And so, if you go back, if you go, if you study your Bible very well, if you read it in um, Revelation, you'll find out that the Danites were not part of the people who are called the 12 tribes of Israel. That means that they were extinguished, or because of their complacency, or many things that have happened to them. But that's not where I'm really going. But I'm building up that story to let you know that in spite of all the extinction that happens to the Danites, when God was looking for who to save Israel, after they had been oppressed for 40 years, he went to Manoah, who came from Danai. And that's why I want to prophesy into your life that no matter the background, no matter what your parents, no matter the generation that you have come from, because God's mercy is still very much alive, the Lord will find you to be faithful in your family. God was looking for who to help, who, who is going to help him, and went to Manoah. And I read further. That's why I said I'm going to pause there. So, and many of our parents, they are like Manoah. Many of our parents are like him. Despite where we came from, God still chooses us. God still selects us. God is still counting us as part of the people that he can still use in this end time as the extension of his hand. So that's why is that we are, we, are, we are just a generation that is exceptional. And, and I don't want you to take it for granted. So I continue my reading in Judges chapter 3. I'm reading it from, it's a long passage, but I promise you I'm not reading much after that. In verse 3 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, and this is to Manoah's wife, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, Please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Very awesome, and I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a Nazarite to go from the womb to the day of his death. Verse 8. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh my God, please let the man of God whom you sent Come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah. And the angel of the Lord came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, was, her husband, was not with her. Do you understand that? Are you, are you, are you following me? 
Please stay with me and understand the story. In verse 10, then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah arose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to the woman? And he said, I am. Manoah said, Now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may she drink wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. And all that I commanded her, let her observe. Now, who is an exception? An exception, somebody who is an exception is someone that is different from others. Someone who is an exception is somebody who does not conform to the general rule. There's an exception. When everybody is doing, and I, I think I asked Lola to put a picture up there. When there's a, when there's a, somebody is an exception, that means that everybody is doing things in a certain way. Maybe there's an order of things, but when it comes to you, there's a caveat. There's an, there's a, there's a different rule, and I want you to begin to look at your life because sometimes many of us we are stars, many of us we are giants, we are pace setters, we are, we are people that God has called to be trailblazers. God has called you to be different. There's a peculiarity about you. There's something about your personality that you cannot understand. Sometimes your parents will tell you that when I was pregnant, we do this and this happened to me. Some of us, we need to go back and do a family tree. We need to go back and do some spiritual mapping. Some of us, we need to go back and sit down and say, especially if you know you are the only child, maybe you are the only girl, you are the only boy, maybe it took them time before they had you. Tell, ask them, what are the vows that you made with God before you had me? That will give you an understanding that you are not here to just come and play the rules like others. You are not here to come and live like others. You cannot just do things like the way others are doing it. You are an exception. Tell yourself I'm an exception. I am different. And that's what that means. An exception means that you have a peculiar giftings. Some of us we are so different. You sit down when everybody is seeing A, B, C. You see it to Z. And I'm not talking about just ordinarily. Some of us, you sit down and you're like, is somebody talking to me? Because there is a whisper that you are hearing. And I'm not saying mental issues now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some of you, you are CEOs. You're looking at this water and you already see so many things on this bottle. And this is what I'm telling you today because you're an exception. You are different. Now, in this story, Samson was born. With all the restrictions, with all the peculiar things that the parents had to do, even when they were pregnant, when she, the mother was pregnant with him, there were specific instructions. I want you to know that in spite of everything, that we do in life, God has a purpose for every single one of us. God has a purpose. And if we don't know it, the, the, great, the greatest mistake of your life is when you do not understand why you are here. The why. The why. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. Why? Why am I here? Why are you in God? Why in this season? Why do you go to the school where you go to? Why are you in this relationship? Praise the Lord. 
So, and one of the things that I want you to know is that the greatest danger for someone who is an exception is like, is when you don't understand what you are made of. And that's why I said go back home and ask questions. You may need to do a family meeting. You may need to ask your siblings. You may need to make a phone call. Because once you know, you'll be able to live your life right. If you don't know, Satan will make a mess of it. Because people who are exceptional are always targets. And you see the life of Samson. Samson was born at a time when the Philistines had dominated the Israelites for 40 years. And one of the agenda and the purpose of birthing Samson was to come and deliver Israel. A baby born to come and deliver 40-year-old problem. Many of you are solutions. Solutions. 40 years they were in bondage. But this baby was born to come and resolve the bondage. To come and take those people out. It was like David coming to the battle where Goliath had been fighting people for 40 days. Hope you understand. And I want you to begin to think because I've come here today to challenge you to think deeper. Not to take things that you have in your hand just casual. The giftings that you have so that you don't take it casual because there is a purpose for it. God does not waste resources. He does not. Hallelujah. So, what was different about Samson? There's no, but there are three people in the Bible that had a angelic announcement about the birth. Number one, we had Jesus Christ. Number two, we had John the Baptist. Number three, we had Samson. And you know what happened with Jesus? You know what happened with John the Baptist? So if he was in that class, Samson was in that class, he was expected to end very well. Because that means that mighty things were expected to come through him. What was happened, what happened about Samson? Samson had twice angelic announcement. Nobody had that in the Bible. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. No, no angel came to her twice. She came one time and he said, I believed. Let it be unto me according to your word. But concerning Samson, the parents received two angelic visitations. And the trajectory of your life is, is going to be open to you if you, don't, if, you, if you go and ask questions for you to know that there are certain things that are peculiar about your life because you're an exception. I am not talking about just an ordinary thing, just having a sumo cum laude. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not an exception. Anybody can get that. Anybody can get that. Or you get rapid promotion. But I'm talking about divine things that are going to be placed into your hands. Where your pathway in life, where your choices are going to be ordered of the Lord. This man was born at a time in a, in a miraculous way where all things were going on in the land. But God made him an exception. Samson was the only man in the Old Testament that God ought to give him 
give his parents how he was going to live his life. You don't even know. Of all your siblings, ask your parents. Maybe, you are, maybe there's something different about you that you need to know so that you can live well. Samson's parents, not only that they told them all the things that they had to do, they were following him to make sure that he observed every instruction because of the restrictions that he had in life. Like many of you, I told you, some of you were born out of vows. Your parents made vows. Some of you were born when hope was lost for your parents. Some of you, when you were going to relocate into this country, it was like your parents had to, they were at ground zero. And something did something. Some of you, it was your pregnancy that they brought here. Some of you, your parents came to school here, but they, they took your parents back to, uh, your, your pregnancy back to Africa. And here you are today. God has a purpose. Some of you, the relationship between your parents are not even good. But here you are today, trying to bring them together. You have a purpose. You are exception. Some of you, your birth, your life is about negotiation that some parents had, your parents had with God. Some of you, the restrictions on the life of your parents are so heavy that they didn't even know that you were going to survive when they had you. But here you are today. You are an exception. You are an exception. Say it to yourself again. And say it to your neighbor. When you are an exception, the favor of the Lord is upon your life. That's one of the things I want you to know. When you are an exception, there is a favor of the Lord upon your life that you must not misuse. When you are an exception, the wisdom of the Lord is upon you that you need to draw from. Because your life is no longer yours. Hallelujah. You are the strength and the power of God to be able to move in your life without you struggling. And that's very, very key. When we look at the life of um, Samson, Samson mismanaged his exceptional call. Many of us will know the story of Samson and Delilah. But that was just the nail to this coffin. He mismanaged his, his call. A man filled with Holy Spirit. A man anointed with the Holy Spirit from the womb. He began to do everything that God told him not to do. He was, there was a time he had a wedding. He went to marry the Philistines. He went to date a girl who was one of the Philistines. And he had 30 groomsmen. 30. I'm not saying 30 bridal party. I'm saying just groomsmen. 30 of them. And he was posing riddles. When he was supposed to go and look at strategies to focus on his purpose in life, he was hanging out with friends. He was making jokes around. He was killing for fun. He would go out, use his power to take the gates of the city and go and destroy. He was misusing the power. What is peculiar about you that you are misusing? Are you misusing your time? Are you misusing the talent? Are you still hanging out with friends that are taking you nowhere? 
friends that once you look back, they buy bite. Because he was betrayed. He was betrayed. He was part of the betrayer that actually took him to Delilah. He was hanging out with people that he was supposed to kill. People he, the people he was raised to destroy. He was hanging out with them. Who are you hanging out with? Who are your friends? What do you put your, what are you investing your life in? People who are exceptional, they cannot just do things like others do things. They are different. And Samson did not know that he was a different man. He was living with his enemy and he thought they were friends with him. At a point when it was becoming a problem for the people he lived with, I'm talking about people of Judah, they actually handed him over to the enemy. He thought they were family. He thought they were his friends. But they gave him away. Today I have come to challenge you to think deeper as what God has given you. What has been handed over to you by your parents? What is the prayer that has brought you thus far? Are you, have you taken the baton of that spiritual life and you are moving on? Or you are still thinking that the prayer of mothers and fathers will continue to sustain you? What are you doing for yourself? Where are you going in your life? Do you even have a plan? In the master agenda of God, he has a plan for you. Have you found it out yourself? Or you are waiting for prophecy that will come? Samson could only further as long as he obeyed God. But everything he was doing along the line, he was disobeying God. He went to kill a lion. Somebody that they told that he should not touch anything unclean. He went to kill a lion and after many days, bees had gathered in there and they licked out of the honey. Somebody that should not touch anything that is unclean. He was sleeping with prostitutes and nobody could correct him. Are you accountable? Who do you submit yourself to? Who speaks over your life? Is, do you put yourself in a place where people can correct you? People who are exception, they put themselves, they put their hearts down to be corrected. Who is speaking over your life? Or are you just living your life? I cannot come and kill myself. Is that, is that the life you are living? His life was full of pleasure. He was using the power to design pleasure for himself. Let me tell you, I cannot come and kill myself. If that is the lifestyle you are living, it has to stop now. There's more to life than that. There's more to life than pleasure. There's more to life than just waking up and not having purpose. Samson lost purpose. This was somebody whose purpose was designed for him. Right from whom? But he lost purpose. Samson was somebody who was boasting in his strength, not knowing that the power of God was the one that was motivating him. And that was why that by the time Delilah struck him and pestered him for so long, he had to give in. And after his hair was shaven, because part of the restriction was that his hair was live as a Nazarite, 
his, the locks on his hair must not be cut. And after he released that secret to Delilah, his hair was cut, his eyes were gushed out. He was taken into prison to be a grinder in the prison. He thought he could, he could just move like before. He did not know that he was just a weather, featherweight. Lightweight. The power of God had disappeared. I pray you will not lose the power of God. If you know the value of the Holy Spirit in your life, you will, you will set boundaries in your life. You will set boundaries without anybody telling you. You will set boundaries for yourself. You will set boundaries for everything that surrounds you. You set boundaries when you go out, when you come in. If you know that if this power leaves me, I'm empty. Samson thought he would go out as before. He wanted to go out as before. But by the time he moved, nothing was shaking. Be careful. Be careful that you don't lose what God has given to you. Many of us, we have legacies in our hands. And we are playing with it. Many of us, you have future generations in your loins. And you are still playing around. Like I told, on Father, I, I told people on Father's Day downstairs. I told them, I said, as a man, if your life is just for you to be sleeping around, you know, just donating everywhere. You are a contributor. I said, by the time you actually need the seed that comes out from your lawn, it's water that you will be producing to your wife. And I'm saying it because many of you are adults. I said it to your fathers downstairs. By the time you actually need the seed, it's water. Because the seed of greatness that the Lord has preserved in your loins, the seed that is mighty, that God has preserved in your loins, that has deposited in your loins, you have distributed it to everyone that is ready to open her legs. You are an exception. I brought that up because I was talking about boundaries. If you know who you are, you know where you are going. You need to set boundaries for yourself. Samson did not set boundaries. Someone with the anointing of God as a Nazarene, he was having a nice one night stand with a prostitute. What are you doing with prostitutes? When the Holy Spirit, do you think you can shake it away? <laughs> you can shake it away. God rules in the affairs of men. He sees all that you do. And that was what happened to me. Are you interacting with pollutants and toxic things that shouldn't be found in your life? You may need to offload them today. You need to repent. Because if this man had called on God at some point, he would have been saved. The only time we could see that something ever called on God was after he was brought out from the prison. When he was in the prison, his hair began to grow back. The power was in his hair. And the hair began to grow back. But at this time, his eyes were gone. He was already in chains. And they brought him out to come and, to come and, to, to come and dance for them, just for mockery. Somebody who was called to be a judge, to deliver people. He ruled, he judged for 20 years. 
and they brought him out to come and to come and lie. And for the first time in the history of Samson, we heard him call on God and say, God, deliver me this last time. Because he was there with bitterness. He was ready to avenge for his eyes. He was full of hunger. He has been bastardized. He saw his destiny wasted in the prison. And he said, God, avenge me this one time. And he killed 3,000 people that day with himself. An exception. An exception that should be a giant for God. An exception that the history, when we read it today, everybody would like to emulate him. But because he did not set boundaries, because he was disobedient, because he was careless about what was given to him, because he did not understand the purpose that God has given him, he did not know that he was an exception, that he cannot hang out like every other person. And today you are seated here. You are looking at me. What is the purpose of your existence? What is it that you have? Are you angry that you cannot think right? You are angry because of what your parents, you're angry with your parents. Some of you are angry with your parents. Some of you are angry because opportunities are not given to you. Can you call on God to repackage your life and do something for you? A couple of lessons that we learned from him is that God is still our greatest ally and never undermine whatever he has given you. Either it's an open door, is it an access that he has given to you? If God has given you an access, you must maximize the use of it. He has given you an opportunity. You must take it further to let him know that what he has given to you, you are a great custodian and he can trust you with it. His power is available for you at any moment. That's why his mercies are new every day. Don't blame your parents. They have given you what they know. Take it further. Can it be multiplied in you? Can the faith that your, the faith that your parents have, can it be multiplied through you? Can you do something with your life that will make generations to start with you? Can you hear God yourself about his purpose and plans for you? Can you repackage your life out of the mess and look unto God to, re, to redecorate you so that you can move forward and uh, uh, achieve what God has for you? Some of you, you are looking at me today and you are thinking that the end has come. I think I don't, this life doesn't worth living. You want to kill yourself. Let me tell you, people that died, we will cry, we bury them. But what happens after that? Huh? Life goes on. Life goes on. Please, I want you to rise on your feet. You are an exception. You are an exception. I want you to look at your life today and I want you to think Think, think, think. What is it that you need to, you know, these days now we have technology. During the time of Samson, they had puzzles. And he was using puzzles with his friends. Technology has taken over our lives today. 
But I want to tell you, a lot of people are using that same technology to gather millions. Yeah. What, I, what do you have? A lot of people today, the gifts and the talents that they have, have been able to pave way for them to go to college, for them to be able to, to design good lives for themselves. I'm an exception means that even when there is evil around, God is able to take you out. I'm an exception means that when they are counting statistics of failures, your name will not be there. Amen? I'm an exception means that when they are counting people who are great, your name should be there, right? Because you are loaded with values, with talents, with abilities, and God on your side to be able to excel. I want you to bow your heads down, and I want you to, if you have not given your life to Christ, I want you to repent and ask for God's mercy. But most importantly, have you misused what God has given to you? Samson misused every opportunity he was given, including the power of God, the Holy Spirit. I want you to talk to God this morning, this afternoon, and ask God to do something new in your life. What are the mess that you have brought into this sanctuary this afternoon? Do you want to call on God? Now, God, I want you to erase the mess and give me a new chapter, a new beginning. What are the things that you have overlooked in the past? But it is important to your future. Do you want God to reconnect you back to them? What are the relationships that God has placed in your life and you have mismanaged them? You don't want to live life of regrets. Like some of our parents, some of our parents are calling you and they're telling you some of the regrets. You don't want to get to their age and you start talking about regrets because you have an opportunity to redeem. In Psalm 124, verse 6 to 8, my time is up. I want you to, there's a prayer that I want you to pray for yourself. It's in message translation. He says, Oh, blessed be God. He did not go off and leave us. He did not abandon us defenseless. You want to stretch your hands to God and say, Lord, I'm an exception. Don't leave me alone. I want you to pray this prayer from the depths of your heart. That Lord, rescue me, save me. Save me, Lord. Don't leave me helpless, oh Lord. Don't leave me helpless, Lord. I am a chosen generation. I am different. Tell God that, Lord, I declare my freedom from every setback, every traps, every demonic oppression, internal or external pressure. Tell God that, Lord, I escape from every generational curses. I move out of that pathway. I overcome every roadblock, every setback, everything, every chains that have chained my parents down. Lord, I break myself loose from it. Everything that I mismanage. Whatever my parents mismanage, Lord, I will not mismanage them. Opportunities and lives that you have given to me. Lord, I receive your grace. I pray for you this afternoon as a matriarch in this house that the Lord will make you an exception.
Every power that wants to stop you, Lord, I command them to stop in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare over your life that you will not be and you will not be a victim in life in the name of Jesus. The power of the Lord will not be removed from your life in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare today that you will move forward in Jesus' name. Whatever barriers and setbacks that you have experienced in your life, I receive grace to overturn them today in Jesus' name. Whatever it is that has hindered you in the past, I command them to be removed in Jesus' name. I decree that you'll be exception from drugs, exception from problems, exception from rape, exception from retardation in the name of the Lord Jesus. You'll be excelled. You will move forward. You will advance in the name of the Lord Jesus. The glory of the Lord will rise over your life. The power of the Lord God will manifest in your life. The beauty of the Lord will shine forth in you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. No power will hold you down. No power will stop you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not stop yourself. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. And I pray that the everlasting hands of God will take you up. We raise you up. We lift you up. We move you up in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.